thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, residues of an antioxidant added to fish feed and linked to cancer has been shown to be in higher levels in Tasmanian farm salmon than were found in European studies before the European Union decided to ban the additive altogether, say experts who are calling for tighter regulation. In a study commissioned by organic chemist Dr. Christian Narkovic, the National Measurement Institute tested salmon for ethoxyquine, its precursor, P-phenetidine, and residues including ethoxyquine dimer. The Australian Pesticides and Veterinary Medicines Authority sets a maximum residue limit for ethoxyquine of one milligram per kilogram of salmon and has no limit for either the precursors or the residues. Whilst the tested salmons were within the allowable limit for ethoxyquine, two of the three brands tested contained significant levels of the dimer. Stuart McLean, Emeritus Professor at the University of Tasmania, said that ethoxyquine has a half-life of around a week, but the dimer has a half-life of around 10 weeks. What happens over time is that most of the ethoxyquine gets converted to the dimer, going on to say that the dimer is considered to have the same toxic potential as ethoxyquine itself. The European Commission has suspended the use of ethoxyquine altogether, stating that experts could not conclude on the safety of the additive. Commissioner of the study, Dr. Christian Narkovic, said that since the EU ban, other antioxidants have been used to stabilise fish food during transportation, such as rosemary oil extract and vitamin E. There are alternatives, said McLean. It's hard to see why any company would persist in using ethoxyquine. As always, the links are in the show notes. And my opinion on this is that it's just such a shame the way we corrupt healthy foods. I mean, there are so many people out there trying to do the right thing, trying to eat fish because they know that they're an important source of protein, an important source of healthy fats and calcium and, you know, all these other things that we know are good for us. And so, you know, people trying to do the right thing and unfortunately, it doesn't always work out that way. And in this case, it may be that you're actually consuming carcinogens trying to do the right thing, which is pretty disappointing. So, you know, I think it's obvious that we need our fish feed to be monitored more closely. It would be nice if we weren't always seemingly so far behind the Europeans when it comes to this kind of stuff. You know, it seems like when it comes to banning additives, when it comes to banning pesticides and chemicals and all these sort of things, they take a much more proactive approach. They're much more concerned about protecting the health of the public, even if there is a cost to that in terms of potential profits from agriculture, aquaculture, whatever that may be. So, you know, I do think we need to look more closely at the way we address this in Australia and our risk tolerance in Australia. We really need to get to a situation where additives have to be shown to be safe rather than shown to be unsafe in order to be removed from the market. They should be shown to be safe in order to be added to the market. I think that is a, a better way to go. And in the absence of that, then we need to stick to more natural things that have been around for a long period of time. You know, things like rosemary and vitamin E, you know, that that to me sounds a whole lot safer. And I know, you know, it's not always about how it sounds, right? And a perfect example of that is the term antioxidant, which gets thrown around all the time as a health term. And antioxidants being good for you, you know, we say that Fruits and vegetables are good for us because they have antioxidants, and that is true. But that doesn't mean that all antioxidants are good for you. And in this instance, an antioxidant is being added to the feed that is then fed to the fish, which is actually potentially causing some really serious ramifications. So once again, it's a good reminder to eat real food, you know, to eat food as close to the source as possible, as naturally produced 
and processed as possible to be aware of where your food comes from and how it has been farmed and how it has been processed and how it has been transported as much as you possibly can. Get down to your local farmers markets, chat to your local meat producer, chat to your local fishmonger, you know, make sure you know where your food is coming from and what's been added to it. And if you're not happy with it, then make a different decision for yourself at the at the till. But also by the same token, you know, start talking to your representatives about what you're willing to accept, you know, what sort of risk tolerance you're willing to accept, not only for yourself, but perhaps for others around you who aren't as aware as you are of the way some of these foods are made and prepared. You know, so I think the other thing about this is that we really need to differentiate between the sources of fish if we are going to be doing studies. You know, if there is such a big difference between um, you know, farm fish that does or doesn't have some of these additives in and then between farm fish potentially and you know, free-range fish, you know, fish caught from nature, then we need to know that and we need to look at that and we need to allow for that in our studies before we end up you know, in the same sort of situation we've ended up in with meat where we're saying you know, meat is bad for us. Uh, meat causes cancer, meat causes all these other problems and not always differentiating between some of those highly processed meats between, you know, feedlot meats and then perhaps, you know, organic grass-fed regenerative farm meats. You know, we need to do the different studies to determine whether one or other of those options is in fact healthier and, and if it is healthier, then just how much difference that makes, all right? So, so beware of where your food is sourced from, beware of uh, these sort of things when you're looking at the research, whether a food is healthy or not, that, that the source of it, that the way it's processed, that the way it's transported, that the way it's stored might be making a difference to that. Get to know your local markets, get to know your local butchers, get to know your local fishmongers and make the best choices you can. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, I would love it if you would go there and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.